Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome into another edition of Plan Wise Retire Free, the podcast with Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, holistic wealth managers at the newly merged company of Mott Associates and Wilson Group financial serving you throughout the florida area with an office in orlando and bradenton as always make sure you tune into the podcast go to our website at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com and you're already tuned in but what i meant to say was subscribe to it while you're there go ahead and click on the uh, the itunes one or the google play or whichever format works well for you but always check us out and that way when you do subscribe you'll get notifications you know about new episodes you can check out past episodes all that good kind of stuff. Again, planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. As I always like to mention, if you have questions or concerns and you're thinking about taking some form of action, maybe based on a show you listen to, or just in general, always check with a qualified professional before you do. Give Jude or Mike a call at 800-779-4592 to bounce some things off of them before you take that action. 800 779 92. The guys have over 50 years of complex financial planning experience combined, so a pretty good resource for you to tap into. And we're getting crazy today because all three of us are in different locations for this podcast. So Jude, Mike, welcome in. Thank you. Thank you. I'm in sunny Orlando. <laughs> so Mike, you must be over in Bradenton then. I am. And I'm in North and Carolina. It's sunny here too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sunny in North Carolina as well. So we're all batting a thousand. I got to ask because at the time of this podcast, are you guys sweltering already? It's been 92 to 95 degrees here in the end of May for the last week, which is a little bit early. I played golf yesterday and I thought I was going to have a heat stroke, <laughs> if that gives you any idea. <laughs> I'm with you. So a little toasty, to say the least. It's hot as heck, so that only makes me scared of what July is going to bring. Yeah, I'm with you there. I am with you there. Well, listen, I was thinking about this. Now, up in my neck of the woods, we tend to be a little uh, a little country from time to time. And uh, I have an idea for a show this week. I wanted to do famous last words. We don't want our listeners to uh, utter maybe some of these famous last words. We go from a financial standpoint. But up here, you might hear something like, hey, y'all, watch this, right? <laughs> and then someone does something <laughs> crazy. Or maybe you've seen those YouTube clips where somebody says, hold my beer, and then does something nuts. So we don't want to have that happen on the financial world. So I got a couple of phrases for you guys that we would hope we don't want them to be their famous last words financially. So I'm going to give you guys a phrase and let y'all tell me what you think about this. You might hear something like, I told myself a few years ago that I would get out of the market if I ever recovered what I lost in 2008, but the market's doing great. So I think I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I've heard that so many times before and what typically happens is the market will downturn and then they'll ask themselves the same question again so timing the market has 100 percent proven to be the worst financial planning decision a person could make because you got to be right twice you got to be right when you come in and you got to be right when you come out so if they're waiting for a signal or a sign or a star, I hate to disappoint them, but that's just not the best way to plan your investment strategy. Dude, they need a Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely be on the famous last word quote. Mike, what do you think about that? I mean, the market has been doing great, obviously, for these 10 years now. Are we into the now longest bull run ever or is it still the second? No, I think it's the longest at this point. And, you know, if, if you think everybody has this 
thing called recency bias. Okay. Where they, they always project in the future what's recently happened. And we just can't do that. We know that at some point in time, the market's going to go down. How much? When? Who knows? As I said, my Ouija board doesn't work. <laughs> and so we have to take a prudent approach and be very targeted and very thoughtful about how we want to do an asset allocation so that we can weather things like market downturns or at least be able to deal with the investments during that period of time. Well, you know, I don't know if you guys can hear this, but that's my magic eight ball and it keeps coming up outlook cloudy. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll tell you for those people who may be Game of Thrones fans, uh I know uh a lot of people are upset about the final, but there's a famous quote, even if you're not a Game of Thrones fan, there's a famous quote that has lasted the entire series. Winter is coming. Mm -hmm. Okay. We just don't know when winter is coming with the market. And as Mike said, you've got to have a good asset allocation, dividing your money into different categories so you could weather the storm. So that's what we preach, and that's what's been successful for us. I got you. I, I like that. Winter is coming when it comes to, at some point, there'll be a correction or a pullback or, or whatever the case is. We kind of had one at the end of 18, but it jumped right back again in January of 19. So let's continue on with our famous last words, our hey, y'all, watch this type of thing here on the podcast. I like the security of keeping my money in cash because I know at least I won't lose it. Well, that's an interesting quote. You know, I like to rephrase that and say, well, then we'll just go broke very slowly. Slowly, (laughs) You know, when you look at most people, if you do a projection of the amount of money they need, we assume some rate of return on the money. And that would be the challenge to do the math. And if you can be successful with an incredibly low interest rate over time, then maybe that's fine for you. But most people, is when we do the calculations, they do have to have a certain rate of return. It doesn't have to be 10%, but it needs to be something more than money market rates. And so sometimes what you do and look and say, what kind of return do I need in order to be successful? And then you need to think about, well, at least I'm going to have to take some risk because If nothing else, inflation continues to move forward, and I think it always will, which erodes away your buying power. And so if you don't have some, at least some rate of return to try to keep up with or overcome inflation, you're just going to go broke slowly. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jude, I've got one for you here. I think we'll alternate through some of these. I think Mike makes some good points there when it comes to losing our money safely. I'm going to throw myself under the bus for this one for you, Jude, because I'm one of those people that I'm convinced I'm going to pass away early. Uh, I've already had open heart surgery, a quadruple bypass. My dad did, my brother did. They passed away early, so on and so forth. And so you might hear statements like, nobody in my family has lived past 70, 75, so I'm not planning on living long either. Now, I will throw the caveat in that I am one of those people that feel that way, but I am planning to live longer in the event that I am wrong. And that's the way you should go about it, right? Well, you're a smart guy and and you're absolutely right. I'll give you an example from my own family. Okay. My grandfather passed away at, I think he was 68, fairly young. My mom, her father is the one that passed away at 68. My mom is 93. Oh, wow. And she still dances at every family reunion. And she asks her grandnieces and nephews, what's the latest hot song out? (laughs) So I don't think mom planned on living that long. 
But in all seriousness, we've got to plan for longevity. And Mike's got an example of a, a seminar that he was recently at where there was an expert, Mike, that talked about longevity, wasn't there? Yeah. It was actually, he was speaking to a bunch of financial planners. All of us were sitting there and he was chewing us out because he was saying, making the point, and it's absolutely true, with all the medical technology that's going on today, that there is going to be many, many, many people that are going to live beyond 100. He says, and all of you are out there making plans out to age 95. And I'm saying to you, you're doing your clients a severe disservice by only planning to age 95. So you might not want to plan to your 120, but 75 is just way too young. And the problem about being wrong is that you'll be old and broke. Yeah. So Mark, there's hope for you yet. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm trying to be, uh, I'm planning properly. My dad passed away at 63, my brother at 57. And so is one of those kind of things. But again, I'm being smart about it. And to Mike's point, I think Tennessee Williams had a quote that he said, uh, you can be young without money, but you can't be old without it. So, <laughs> right. Oh, I like that. Yeah, right? So you got to kind of think about that. All right, so let's continue on with our uh, our conversation here today where we're talking about uh, famous last words. We don't want these kind of be our famous last financial statements. And I'm going to continue with the theme of throwing my family under the bus. I'm going to throw my mom underneath there now. And she's one of those that says, I am not going into a nursing home. You can just take me out in the woods and put me out of my misery, which obviously is silly because I'm not going to do that. But she definitely, she is so afraid of nursing home care and that might not even be what she needs but she won't even have a conversation around something like that even though she lives in a senior assisted apartment complex she just is deathly afraid of talking about the nursing home and that's just short-sighted right guys you've got to have this conversation in the event that it happens absolutely let's you know go back to what we just talked about the fact that people are continuing to live to be older and older right we used to just die and so right. long-term care, whether it's in-home or nursing home or assisted living, wasn't as big of an issue. The second piece is, you know, families all over the country, but they're all over the country now. There used to be close-knit families with people living close to one another. And, I, you know, you hear these stories about nursing homes, and most of them are rumors or things. Sometimes they're true. But... In the issue about just put me out of my misery, I, I think there probably are a couple of states where that can happen, but it's highly unlikely that you're going to want to have that happen to you. In fact, many times you hear that from somebody that might be 70 years old, but you asked an 80 or an 85-year-old, just because they're not getting around as good as they used to, shall you just take me out and shoot me? And I will. I, I would tell you that the huge preponderance of those people are not interested in you doing that. <laughs> right. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I think it's, if you just face the problem and make some decisions about how you're going to deal with it, if that ever comes to pass, and if you're wealthy enough, you can stay at home. If you're not wealthy enough, then you have to look at, at being some sort of facility. But I would tell you today, with all the regulation, people are getting much, much better care than they used to in the old nursing home. So I would just continue to try to get them to uh, have a conversation about it and at least address how you want to handle this should you ever need it. 
Yeah, I think that's a good point that you're making, Mike, because I think there is an old stigma to that. And my mom's 78, and a lot of people just, they have a rational and an irrational fear of talking about it just for the simple fact that it, it's a terrifying thing, and I get that, but you do have to do yourself and do your family a favor by at least having these conversations about some of these things because we are living longer, and there is the inevitability of our bodies continuing to break down. Even though we are living healthier and we are living more active lifestyles, there are still things that can kind of happen. And to that, Jude, I'll bring up the kind of the final point for this week's podcast. People who may say, well, if things get bad enough financially, I can always go back to work. I can unretire, pull a Brett Favre and go back to work. Now, we're not making the kind of money Brett Favre made, most of us anyway. But going back to work is something you can certainly do. But is it realistic to think you may be able to make the same kind of wages that you were making in your prime earning years? Maybe not. Well, even Brett wasn't Super Bowl status ready when he went back. <laughs> That's true, too. Um, so the question I would ask if somebody asked me that is, yeah, it's possible you could go back to work, but do you really want to go back to work? Exactly. You know, we live in a society today where we're at full employment, but there's still people that are finding a hard time finding a job. And we know, you guys know this as well as I do, as we get older, our capacity changes, our acuity changes. So you may be thinking with your 50-year-old mind that I could go back to work, but would your 75-year-old mind be as sharp and as vibrant to be able to find that job? I would rather give you the opportunity to make work optional than plan on going back to work. Mike, any thoughts on this one before we wrap up the podcast this week? No, not on that one, but I do have another sure, one I wanted it. to bring up. The last one that I'll bring up that I hate to hear is, you know, I can live on 5000 a month, and after we look into their stuff, they see that they're spending 8000 a month. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I look at them and I say, you know, I really don't think retirement planning should be the austerity plan. Do you really want to live on less than you're spending currently? And so... I think that's an, a wonderful opportunity that I think that financial advisors that do retirement income planning have is to bring some realistic thinking into somebody's when they're looking at retirement income planning, because there's a several times when somebody will come in and tell me a number that they think that they can live on. And I almost have to say, well, you're living on this much. Do you really want to live at that level? And when you retire, right. I mean, all of a sudden you have an extra 40, 50 hours a week. So is your vision of retirement to stay at home and watch the prices right on TV? Or did you want to start to do some more things that you haven't had a chance to do on that bucket list? And so us helping people to get realistic expectations about how much money they're going to spend in retirement and what they have to do in order to be able to do that is a far more important thing to discuss. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think a lot of people do have kind of that false assumption that they're going to spend less in retirement, and then you're not even factoring in inflation to boot. So you're thinking, even if you're kidding yourself and saying, okay, like to your point, the 5000 when you're already spending eight, that's only going to go up through the retirement years, you know, 20 years into retirement, that 5000 is now ten. So you want to make sure 
you know, and whereas you were spending eight, now that's what, 12 or 13. So you want to make sure that you're having a conversation. Really let the math kind of help you out. Sit down and get a plan put together and run through the numbers with some qualified professionals like Jude and Mike. If you don't have a plan, you need some help or you need a second opinion on the one that you have, or you've got a friend or a colleague who you know is struggling, have them give Jude and Mike a call. Get on the calendar and have a conversation. 800-779-4592. Don't let some of these things be your famous financial last words. 800-779-4592 to talk with Mike Mott and Jude Wilson at the newly merged company of Mott and Associates in Wilson Group Financial. And as always, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play or iHeart or Stitcher. And uh, go to the website, planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. That's planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. Share this on Facebook and social pages and things of that nature, and we would certainly appreciate it. And guys, thanks for your time this week. I always appreciate you. I hope you stay cool, as cool as you can be down there, and you have yourself a great week. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. I'm praying for a long life for you. (laughs) I appreciate it. I'm sure I'm going to have one, but, you know, I figured I would kind of poke fun at myself a little bit here because it is something I I wrestle with and my wife always gives me a hard time about it. But that's been our podcast this week. Plan wise, retire free. Y'all have yourself a fantastic Memorial Weekend, actually, the time of us taping this podcast. It's going to be Memorial Weekend here pretty soon. So have fun, have a great time, and we'll see you next time here on the podcast. This is Plan Wise, Retire Free. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.